You're listening to Full Blown Coverage, the football podcast no one is raving about yet. I'm Mark Saren. I'm joined each week by Andrew Irvin and Ken Menard. How you boys doing? Yeah, oh, man. I'm good. I have to uh, I have to tell you how this day started. I woke up at 4.43 a.m. with a text message uh, from our fellow podster, Ken Menard, that said, Dan Jones has <laughs> hardly turned the ball over this year, and he is a keeper. <laughs> Kid can play. <laughs> All correct. All correct. I want you to know I saw that at 4.43 a.m. <laughs> well, I am two hours ahead of you guys. So when you're sleeping, I get up in the morning and I check the text messages that you guys send me when you're awake. That we sent late night when you were yes, asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm just responding before I forget because my day starts getting busy as it moves, as it progresses. I love hot Giants takes at 4.40 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah nothing, nothing better than a spicy nug from Ken at 4 in the morning. Yeah, well... <laughs> You'll probably get one tomorrow too. I I pretty much do most days, but that that one was good because it was <laughs> it's very reactionary to a to a <laughs> astounding win over the Panthers. <laughs> Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, it was in response to you saying Daniel Jones makes a great catch, but he can't hold on to the ball when he's holding it. Like you can get the ball when it's thro- catch it when it's thrown to him. So I responded to that. No, maybe yeah. Maybe he's playing the wrong position, Ken, is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's possible, but he's a keeper. Either way. All right. We took the last two weeks to do some real soul-searching about the structure of our pod, and we've decided to change barely anything except for the titles of our segments. Our weekly roundup is now a series of downs, think topics, followed by our parlay party and dumpster diving for cheap daily fantasy options to complete your weekly roster. But before we dive in, a word from Alvin Chipmunk Esquire. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a word of gambling. Instead, the information we present is meant for nothing more than informational and entertainment purposes. Full-blown coverage and its affiliates are not liable for any losses that are incurred or problems that arise from consideration of this podcast content. If you are gambling utilizing information from this podcast, you are doing so completely and totally at your own risk. But if you feel that you may have a gambling problem or addiction, there are many outlets by which you can seek help. If you do not know what responsible gambling is, this especially means you. In case you missed it, last Sunday was National Tight End Day. How beautiful, huh? National Tight End Day. Hey, go crazy. Hey. Tight ends all around the league are scoring touchdown. Touchdown. Founded in 2018 by male model Jimmy Garoppolo, whose longest standing gig has been pretending to be a quarterback. After Brent Selleck scored a touchdown in the 49ers week two win over the Lions. George Kittle explains, and I quote, we were on the sidelines after Selleck's score when Jimmy asked, what is it like National Tight End Day? I was like, yeah, it's National Tight End Day. It's a holiday. Tight ends all over the league are scoring touchdowns. That's how it came to be. We just kind of rolled with it. Drew, can you roll with it? Or do you feel like a 17th century drunk who's been clubbed over the head and woke up as a pirate? I'm so happy that you guys realized how ridiculous this was on Sunday. Like <laughs> I was watching games all day and I probably heard that phrase 700 times. It's like, 
every single person that was on, that gets paid to be on TV, they heard someone else say it. And they were like, I have to say this five times. Like, I think I texted you guys this. I thought it was like a glitch in the matrix where every channel I turned to, I heard national tight ends day, like six times. And so this is the most annoying part because I've never looked into this. Although I've always thought it's stupid. You can actually like get a national day, you apply for it, all this stuff. So I looked up what the national days were on Sunday and national tight ends day wasn't even one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, give it, give it to George Kittle to not fill out an application. That's what I mean. It's, it wasn't even a day. It, it's not even a thing. Sunday's days were world polio day, world tripe day. <laughs> How do you say tripe, Mark? T-R-I-P-E? Stomach. Yeah. Tripe. Isn't that, I think tripe's a fish. That, no, it's like stomach. It's like stomach meat. <laughs> stomach meat <laughs> that's what I it, is. it was a fish you can get tripe in in pho right yeah exactly it's like the there you go it's like the hard to chew steak yeah <laughs> they just put it in pho because they don't know what else to do with it i guess but mm-hmm. it's it was national bologna day it was national food day which is stupid because that pretty much covers everything <laughs> yep <laughs> but it was not national tight ends day and that's all we heard about. It was the most god awful thing. I wanted to. I almost had to. I almost had to mute like seven different channels that I went to because I couldn't hear about that any longer. Yeah, I agree. What I what I find crazy about this too is that apparently this was founded in 2018, but this is the first year I remember ever hearing yeah, about it. And totally. You as Drew articulated. <sighs> you heard about it all day, every 10 seconds. You know, it, it it was like a glitch in the matrix because I was like, what, what is this? I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I felt like I felt like the uh, like sportscasters, like they, they would have fe- felt like Twitter would have like blown them up if they didn't say it every time. Right. Like if it wasn't referenced, that's that's how ridiculous it was. I got some good days for you guys coming up. And okay. today, today, Ken, mm-hmm. one of your favorites. Uh, yeah. National Mincemeat Day is today, October twenty sixth. <laughs> mincemeat, <laughs> mincemeat. What part <laughs> what of the what that? part of the cow is mincemeat from? I think it's a way that it's prepared, not a part. Yes. Okay. Okay. We can uh, go back to our favorite Super Bowl commercial because Friday is National Oatmeal Day. <laughs> Stock up on some of that oat milk. What was it? You oatmeal? drink a, you drink oat, oat milk for breakfast. You told me that you did like five years ago. You did. It's, it, it's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew it. <laughs> I knew uh, it. Mo- Monday, in case you get a case of the Mondays, fire mm-hmm. up the clams because it's deep fried clam day. Ooh, I like any deep fried day. Put me on board with that. Oh, I will celebrate next Saturday. I will 100% celebrate. This is one I am behind. National Nachos Day. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. I second that. What is the what is the procedure for applying for a national day? I just did it. Yeah, I mean, but what did you do? What did you have to do? Okay, it took about two minutes. You go to nationaldaycalendar.com slash register hyphen a hyphen national hyphen day slash. <laughs> and then you just basically submit your day and then type in what why you think it should be a day. And um, unfortunately... I got an email back saying there's 20,000 requests in the backlog. Don't they have people that could tackle those 20,000? I feel confident about the day that I submitted. If they make such a big deal out of national days, you'd think they'd have the manpower to go through that, to not have a 20,000 
request backlog. I don't really, I, I gotta tell you, I don't really understand the national days thing at all. I mean, there should be like what six holidays days that we recognize. And then of course, whatever, you know, denomination or faith might be, you have your holy days you observe or something. It does seem a little weird that there's like, actual days that maybe we could like contribute money to like a foundation or something mixed in with things like national nachos day. I think there is, isn't there? That's great. If there's like national days that are actually for good causes, that's all there should be. So, so you're saying, you're saying national diabetes day and national nachos day should not be on the same day or share that's a what day. I'm say- like that's what national, I'm saying. national diseases like, or charity awareness days should get half of them. And national days should get the other half. Is that what no? You're national days saying? should get zero of zero of them. So that should be it. Just here? just charitable causes. Just, just should charitable be, causes have their own yes. days. Okay. Yeah. Every other day, you just eat nachos when you're hungry. Yeah, and there shouldn't be two things on the same day or more. That's dumb. Yeah. Agreed. Three hundred sixty-five is plenty. Yeah, it, it trivializes the importance of the national day when it is shared with other national Share with other days, yeah. Like yeah. President's Day and Valentine's Day are on the same day. Yeah, I mean, like Thanksgiving right. and Christmas are on the same day for a good reason. That wouldn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Hey, Ken, yeah. got a good one for you. August 10th, National Lazy Day. Oh, perfect. I'll remember that. Yeah. That's every day. <laughs> Without a doubt. Hey, you're, hey, what would it take to get a national week? national month or national year what do you think is deserving of a national week ken charitable causes queso. <laughs> no charitable causes queso queso and charities yeah do you guys want to know do you guys want to know what i applied for or no yeah of course i applied for national extra mayonnaise day yeah my Gross. My description was just a day for mayonnaise lovers to spread just an, a little bit of extra joy on their favorite croissant or breakfast sandwich. <laughs> croissant? croissant? You eat breakfast? You eat breakfast sandwiches with mayonnaise? I would. Not hot sauce or ketchup. Ken, I have a couple times recently too been to an establishment where I was about to order a breakfast sandwich or a burrito uh-huh. until. In the ingredients, it listed mayonnaise, and I was fucking beside myself. Uh, yeah. I mean, I made a scene. I was like, who fucking puts oh, dude. mayonnaise in a breakfast burrito? Ugh. What is wrong with you? But you love aioli, and it's the same thing. <laughs> if it said aioli in that burrito, you'd numb that I thing up. I wouldn't put aioli in my breakfast burrito, though. Yeah, I hot sauce or ketchup. Next Monday's uh, National Harvey Wallbanger Day. You ever had a Harvey Wallbanger? No. I have not. I'd like to one day though. What's in a Harvey Wall banger? It's like orange. It's like a screwdriver with something else in it, basically. That's right. Terrible airplane movie um, game night. They order a bunch of Harvey Wall bangers, and I was flying to some like all inclusive place, and I watched that movie on the airplane, and then I drank Harvey Wall bangers for like three straight days, and I can never have another one. Really? It's one of those. Yeah, one of those. That's too funny. When Mark says it's too funny, it's not funny. Not at all. funny. <laughs> <laughs> not in the least. Cock. Not in the least. Tom Brady scored his 600th career touchdown on Sunday, which wide receiver Mike Evans commemorated by tossing the ball into the stands as far as he could. 
Brady revealed that he got the ball back from internal medicine resident and Tampa Bay fan Byron Kennedy after, quote, a lot of negotiation resulting in Kennedy receiving, quote, something nice in return. Ken, if you were Byron, what would you leverage a man created by eugenics program for? Oh, first and foremost, a child gets to hang out with his wife and her friends. <laughs> That's yeah, one. There you go. Uh, pay off my debt for a year. Not bad. That's a good one, right? Private That's use of a private jet for a year. Super Bowl tickets for life. And buy me a house. Those are things that I would I would ask for. I wouldn't necessarily get them. I thought the Bitcoin was probably the best thing that he got. I guess then we should we should reveal what Byron actually got. Yeah. Was two signed Brady jerseys, a helmet, another jersey autographed by Evans, Evans game worn cleats, one Bitcoin, and a pair of season tickets for the remainder of 2021 and 2022, and a thousand dollar credit to the official team store. Yeah. How much Bucks gear can you have? I kind of feel like the thousand dollars at the end was like a little uh, like silent fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Can I tell you, I did a little math on this whole scenario. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Tom, the game ball that Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass is estimated the low end $500,000, mm-hmm. high end $1 million. Okay. So this guy got uh, two, se- two season tickets for two years which is $16,000, two Tom Brady jerseys, which is $7,000, a Tom Brady signed helmet, which you can buy online right now for $2,500, Mike Evans jersey, which was only listed on signed jersey, which was listed online at two fifty, dollars which is kind of funny because <laughs> I think like an authentic jersey is like two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it devalued it. Your signature devalued the jersey. <laughs> I will say the game-worn cleats, up to $10,000 for those. And then obviously the Bitcoin was more money than all the other stuff combined. Yeah, combined, yep. So yeah. when you add all that up, it's just uh, south of $100,000. So, I mean, he still came short 400 k so I don't think Ken's wrong. Like I, I pretty much think you should have asked for the house, maybe five bitcoins, maybe ten mm-hmm. bitcoins. At least those you mm-hmm. can hang on to. Like maybe they'll go up to two hundred fifty k, like everyone says. And there's a good chance they at the, at some point they could be worth more than seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. If you had like t- got like ten of them, right? What is that? Wait, what about a Tom Brady signed bitcoin? It's not a physical. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Come on, Drew. I understand, but you could also have like the commemorative. <laughs> well, then it should just, that would just be like some sort of Tom Brady non fungible token. Isn't he about to launch no, a bunch that's of the word. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how they do it. You wouldn't care if there was like a fake giant Bitcoin signed by Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. It's an like, NFT, totally. Made of what? What would it be made of? Ken watches Antique Roadshow. The possibility exists. However, Drew. <laughs> I don't. I've never watched it ever. What would the Bitcoin be made of? It'd be like one of these sweat. It'd be like one of these little swag chains I got behind me that just has Tom That's Brady's it. head. That's it. Autographed yeah. by Tom. Why would anybody yes. want that? Tomographed. But you're also getting the technology and all the shit that whatever the imaginary thing that people are buying for seven hundred seventy thousand dollars Excuse me. He could have asked for some good stuff, though. Here's what I would ask for. 
I would be the I would ask to be the only person on the Bucks pirate ship for the remainder of my life. And all my friends that want to come on. That's a good one. I just I just get the pirate ship for Yeah, just turn it into my private bar, my box. Yes, it's just it's just now my it's just now my yacht that I watch Bucks games on with all my friends. I love it. Now, if let's in a hypothetical scenario where this happened and this was granted, Drew, what are you naming the pirate ship? (laughs) You're putting me on the spot. My question first. Would you guys rather have well, I think about my answer. Would you guys rather have all the stuff that he got or exclusive access to the pirate ship for the rest of your life and you can invite as many of your friends as you want? Well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that uh, Ken's indecent proposal <laughs> isn't a possibility. Why not ask? Maybe that's what you should name the pirate ship. By I don't the know. Way. I, I would definitely take the pirate ship. That would be Put amazing. Yourself. Yeah, I would too. And I would name it the USS. Well, you know what you could also do is charge <laughs> charge people to get up to come on and hang out. Mark, you're gonna have to put the <laughs> there, whatever sound you do. <laughs> the, yeah, the USS. <laughs> there were more blowouts than the Jersey Shore last Sunday of the 11 NFL games played. Only one Atlanta at Miami was decided by one possession, making it the first time there was only one game or none decided by one possession on a day with 10 plus games in almost 45 years. Drew, give us a detailed slop report. I gotta tell you, I've it's been it's been one of those streaks where I haven't had like a Sunday to just sit down and take in the football for like three weeks. It's always been like watching on my phone somewhere, doing some bullshit. So I had this Sunday completely off, nothing to do but watch football. And like you said, we got this slop fest and it was, it was terrible. It was the worst Sunday since 1975. (laughs) That's a long time ago. Yep. My, my favorite team, the Seahawks didn't even exist in 1975. I didn't exist in 1975. Missed me by a year. And you're old as shit. Yep. Exactly. I can always tell the games are going poorly when uh, the fantasy threads are all chirping. Everybody seems really upset <laughs> that they aren't scoring. I was thinking it's the first time. Um, I don't know if you guys watch. Do you guys watch the Scott Hansen red zone or do you guys yeah. watch the uh, yeah. Yeah. Scott? He does a great job. He does a great job. It's the first time he, he was ever like he was like bored. Yeah. Well, it was boring. <laughs> They were were all blowouts. There's something funny before we get into the football part that I just uh, discovered. When when Jersey Shore uh, was airing, when it went to Japan, they retitled the show as they often do when it goes somewhere else. I know this. You know what they called it? (laughs) Macaroni Macaroni Rascals. I've heard that. That should have been the name here. That's a way better name. That's macaroni right. rascals. Yeah, but, but Scott Hansen is like, he's the most like hyper optimistic. Like he has energy pounding out of his ears. And he was like, well, now we go to New England where it's 54 to three <laughs> Patriots. Yeah, I don't know. I was hoping that he would just start cutting into random TV shows and like filling us in on what's happened earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. How about the Titans just dominating the Chiefs twenty-seven to three? 
I mean, crazy. When was the last time the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown in a game? It was before before Mahomes was there. Probably before before Alex Smith. Maybe you want to hear a crazy stat about that game? Patrick Mahomes, the the Titans defense blitzed Patrick Mahomes once. Patrick Mahomes once in thirty nine dropbacks. So they didn't even apply pressure at all. They probably generated a good enough pass rush, but like, you know, like you'd expect him not to be under pressure and, and his offensive line to hold up a little bit better. Yeah. Titans offense looked like what you'd assume the Chiefs offense would look like. Yep. To me, it was like a, you know, flip flop. Maybe we're having like a spooky Halloween body switch movie, except it's team switching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a scorigami. Do you guys know which game it was? No. The Giants had one the week before, like 38-11. I know. We had we had another one this week. Doesn't happen every week. Which one? Arizona 31, Houston 5. Ah. Mm. Scorigami. Scorigami. I will say these blowout games is kind of where this podcast full-blown coverage really really thrives <laughs> yeah i was i was pretty surprised by the Bengals beating the shit out of the ravens as bad as they did too i mean it makes me think you know i think the Bengals are kind of the real deal burrow looked good chase is ridiculous i think he's the steal of the draft drafted him on both of my fantasy teams how about that lucky man is, is either a keeper um, no, neither keeper. That's too bad. Even though we were off last week, only one of us three put in our pick of the week, and it was me picking the Cincinnati Bengals over the Baltimore Ravens, by the way. I think both Ken and I put picks in. No, who'd you pick? I don't remember. I, for, I forgot. I have to look at the text thread. Yeah, go look at it. I don't think you did. Oh, well, I tallied them up in our parlay party. Mm. Was Ken's hard to add up? No, his is still <laughs> he's still winless. <laughs> I'm doing my absolute worst. Well, anything any anything else before we move on here to our fourth topic? No. All right. <laughs> Leave it. Uh, Leave it. Don't take it out. Perhaps the only silver lining to a starting quarterback injury is discovering a person you previously did not know existed. Meet Jets backup quarterback Mike White, who replaced Zach Wilson in the second quarter of their 53-13 loss to the Pats and was so bad that the Jets have asked the Eagles to return Joe Flacco. Ken, tell us everything we need to know about the great White Mike. I'm with you on that. I follow the draft pretty well, too. I never heard of Mike White. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. ever hear of him before? No. I still don't know. Never. Do you? Does no. anyone know where he came from? Has anyone Googled if he's a real person? I did. For someone with a very basic name, like nowadays, everyone's named Zach or Dylan. His name <laughs> is Mike. No one's named Mike anymore. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he is the second Mike White to ever play in the NFL. For someone with such a basic name, I was a little, I wasn't shocked. To hear that, but uh, there was the Raiders head coach. Uh, I think he took over for Art Shell, 95, 95, 94, 95, or 95, 96. Uh, Mike White. He went to South Florida, started 15 games, 
then transferred to Western Kentucky. He was the fifth, uh, fifth round pick of the Cowboys in 2018. But what happens if he's better than Zach Wilson at the end of the year? What do you, what do you do? Isn't that, is there a more of a jets thing to happen? Like this guy tears it up after they draft their franchise quarterback, who they just got rid of their other franchise quarterback for. I think pretty much the most Jets things are already happening. I mean, it just you've oh, yeah. you, you've yeah. called it. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> the great it's Mike such White. a Jets thing to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious yep. if they sent. I'm curious if there's like a Joe Flacco bat signal that comes up in, uh, in New York. <laughs> it's just him, like I don't know, throwing the ball out of bounds. And they're like, we need Joe Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that didn't they have to? He's got a howitzer. Didn't they have to send Philly a pick for Joe Flacco? Yes. Yeah. Like, how, they did did. That, how did they that did. trade go down? <laughs> they did. He's played for Baltimore, Philly, and the Jets. Like all like in the same area. He's from there too, from Delaware. I believe. He is. He's a blue hen. Yeah. Went to Delaware. The f- the first state. Yep. It's amazing to think that, you know, Flacco was in a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we watched Eli Manning for years, man. I couldn't believe some sometimes he won, a, won two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was an MVP. He was good enough. He was good enough to win that year. Yeah. And now, he's, now he's being swapped like dirty baseball cards. Just. <laughs> It is interesting. Yep. We're we're old enough to remember when mediocre quarterbacks could win Super Bowls. Like that doesn't yep. happen any longer. Right. Totally. Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson. Uh, Trent Dilfer. Forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets suck. Uh, by the way, in case anybody uh, <laughs> hasn't noticed this yet. <laughs> Oh, they really are. They're so bad. We haven't really talked nearly enough about the Jets. I know, because we were trying to move away from it because we talked about them every episode in the first season. Yeah, we did. We're the only show that doesn't focus solely on the Cowboys and then everybody else. We never talk about the Cowboys. Never talk about the Cowboys. We barely ever do. Although I will be talking about them shortly. Today. (laughs) Meaning... We can move into our It's official. FBC is 0 and 5 on parlays this year. Drew is 6 and 2, which includes his veto replacement picks and an additional pick from an earlier week. Ken is the pods malignant cancer. Yes. F16. And I've improved to 3 and 3. Poopy, if you remember that guy. Also went 0-3 with his guest picks from our last episode. Although we'll grant him that two of those games were nail biters. Ken, you're still on the road to redemption. Give us the pick everyone else should bet against. <laughs> um, who are the Jets playing again this weekend? <laughs> oh, they have a bye week. I wouldn't know because nobody has any Jets on their fantasy teams, but... Um, I'm going with the Rams minus 14 at Houston. 
Minus 14. Yeah. Rams to win by two touchdowns. Big spread, but I feel like teams have been covering all those big spreads against Houston. And exactly. The, the Rams certainly uh, being top five team. I don't think that's too far-fetched. No, not at all. Not the least. Drew. So my just, just to let you in on my strategy for my parlay picks, <laughs> kicking your guys' ass so far. Thank you so much. I could use some. I feel like the media and just everyone is so reactive now when it comes to things that it's like whoever has the biggest win on Sunday is now going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why I picked the Bengals last week because they were playing the Ravens. The Ravens were coming off that win against the Chiefs. Anyways, the people were all in on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's everything everyone talked about all week. And like, I kind of like the Bengals. And when I got almost a touchdown, I'm like, okay. So, not getting a touchdown this week, but all of a sudden the Tennessee Titans are Super Bowl contenders. Yep. But can we pump we the brakes. quickly forget that they lost yeah. to the Jets? <laughs> I haven't forgotten that. They did. I remember that. And and uh maybe the Titans are a good team. I think they're kind of good, but the uh Colts are at home. They they had a good win last week. They're actually underdogs, but they're only they're only underdogs by a point. So I'm going to take uh, the Colts money line going to go against this all of a sudden love for the Titans. And uh, I got the Colts money line bump up your guys odds a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I like that pick. I am going to talk about Dallas now because Dallas is the one team left in the NFL this year that has covered every spread in every game they've played. And I think it will continue against Minnesota, especially at only minus two and a half. Uh, I like that pick. I think the only way this doesn't happen is uh, if Dak doesn't play because he is rehabbing uh, an injury, although everybody acts like he will uh, be suiting up on Sunday. I, you know, Minnesota, eh, I don't, I don't even think they're close to the same level Dallas is. I think Dallas is a top five team this year. And I think Dak has been playing out of his mind uh, every, every game. Um, I think they're going to beat the shit out of them. And I certainly think they're going to win. And if they win, I think it'll be at least by a field goal. I actually think it'll be significantly more. I will tell you though, I sort of, to Ken's point, you know, who does play the jets this week? The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. And they are minus 10 and a half. Kind of like that pick too, especially with the Bengals. Uh, you know, they would have covered that spread in the last two games they played, you know, being the shit out of the Ravens. Uh, and then I think the Lions before that, right? See, I think the Jets have a chance to cover in that game because Mike White's now a quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. Yeah, true. We shall see. <laughs> Will he live up to the hype? The great Mike White. Yeah. Or the great white Mike. I don't know. I kind of like flipping his name when he. Becomes but also great. to Drew's point, like the last week, the Ravens coming off a big win. Like the Bengals have not, haven't been in this position before. Like this Bengal team. Yes, that's actually like Ken just brought up. That was that was the other. Like I was saying, I like to go against mm-hmm. like this perceived like. Oh, the Bengals now somehow are like AFC contenders. No, I dabbled in the Jets, but I I didn't. At the end of the day, I didn't want to put my money on the Jets. 
and no. or, or nor, a guy nor I, do I blame know you. about five days ago. Yep. Parlay odds on these picks uh, is at plus 617. Not bad. Well, you know what's cool about that, Mark? Huh. It is if you guys carry your load this week, we can we can we'll be back at even. Week, That's right. This is our sixth. This is our sixth week dropping the parlays. We'll actually be up seventeen dollars. <laughs> Good. We can make it all back. Yep. <laughs> awesome. This is exactly what Vegas counts on. Do there's a chance we can yep. make it all back and start over. Drew, let's not uh, go crazy. You still have the power to veto a pick here. Would you like to be a Republican about it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'll probably just be Ted Cruz and go to Cancun instead. <laughs> Drew's favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Retire to the USS. As much as I'd love to veto you guys, you guys made some good points. Mark, I, it's hard for me to veto a team that has not not covered all season in the Cowboys. And I'm definitely not going to put my uh, – my chips yeah. behind the uh, mighty Texans. Well, you don't have to pick the opposite. You could pick another if you needed. No, I know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, if if you're the, good with those, you're good with. I'm those. good with them. I would love yeah. it. I'd love if I'd love to buy a half a point with the Rams and just make sure it was like thirteen and yeah. a half sounds so much better. You avoid yeah. the like Brandon Cooks fourth quarter eighty yard <laughs> touchdown to cover. Yeah, but I'm gonna let it ride mostly because like. Man, it's hard. It's hard to go zero and seven when you're picking against the spread. So I think one of these weeks you guys got to do it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it ride. That means it's time for we're back at the dump and it smells like bargains. Drew, who's filling out your fantasy roster in week eight? And you know what? As you know, I watch a lot of Seahawks games and they love to play this defense where they just allow, you know, in between six to 12 catches a game for about 10 yards a catch. Um, they play this whole like bend, don't break thing. I think oh, it's going to be one of their receivers. And uh, Chenault was 4,700. So I could see them just like, hey, we're just going to give this dude as many catches as he wants. And maybe he has 10 catches this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Jags receiver. I watched the Seahawks defense give up a lot of passing plays. They have this weird strategy where it's like, let's just allow teams to throw the ball completed passes the entire game. So I don't know. It could be Marvin Jones, but I'm, I'm, I'm going with Chenault. He's a good player. I like He's that a good pick. player. I agree. Man. Ken, what are player. you thinking? Well, considering we just discussed how the Rams are going to go into Houston and blow them up. I feel like this is going to be one of those weeks where because Cooper Cups has been so good and Robert Woods has been so good that you ever have those weeks where you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to crush it. And then, like, your best player has eight points against the worst team in the league. I just feel like that might be one of those weeks. And I feel like Tyler Higby, the Rams tight end, might be the beneficiary of that. I am also going with the tight end. I've got Mike Kosicki. At Miami, uh, he's had pretty killer two games in a row since two has been back, eight of nine, 
receptions against Jacksonville for 115 yards. And then uh, last Sunday, seven of eight receptions against Atlanta for 85 and a touchdown. He's averaging around 10 and a half uh, points per game, uh, which is really just due to the fact that he put up uh, a zero in game one. Um, but most of these are, you know, kind of in the 13 to 18 point range. Uh, I think for, you know, last option you have on your roster, I think he's a solid fill-in and uh, is only 5,000. He's a good player too, man. He is. A good player. He's a lot better when he's a lot better when two is there, I got to say. Yeah. I felt like two for me was a, uh, a good fill-in last week at quarterback too. You know what that sound means? Actually, you don't because that's what we're retitling. Grab bag. Now you know. Extra point. Grab bag is now called extra point. Extra point. Makes more sense. It's more contextual to a football pod. It's a spooky time of year. And perhaps the most terrifying thing of all is the NFL's never-ending quest to convince a population of people who already have a sport called football that the American version is superior. Week six even saw two teams from Florida, neither of which won a Super Bowl last year, travel to London to play a game America didn't want to see. But like (laughs) the man in the high castle, in an alternate universe, this fruitless endeavor to attract an imaginary audience abroad actually works. Ken, in this inconceivable scenario, which existing team becomes London's NFL franchise, or England's, however you want to phrase it, and what are they renamed? Oh, let's be real. The worst NFL city ever invented. It's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Has to be. Mm-hmm. But if uh, the Urban Cowboys want to move to London, um, I thought of a few names. I figured royalty is something that they're really big on over there. Not like anyone gives a shit. But uh, I don't know. The Monarchs, which I think they've already had, right? Like NFL Europe, the London Bridges, um, London Kings, the London Archdukes, the London Barons. But I was also thinking, like, what about the Beatles, right? What about the Beatles? Why not do something related the to that? The Beatles. The, well, I had the <laughs> London, the London Rigbys, the London Blackbirds. Um, those were the two only two I could think of. The London Bangers and Mash, the London Blokes. But the worst one of all has got to be the London imperialists, without a doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without yeah. a doubt. London admirals. I, uh, I was thinking I was thinking along similar lines, uh, <laughs> you know, looking at historical stuff, calling the Redcoats. That might be inappropriate. Wait, um, which, te- which team are you taking over there? He's taking Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I, I'm actually taking the Jets. And here's why. I understand to me, it's basically Jacksonville or the Jets. I'm just taking the Jets because they also are historically probably the worst team in the NFL. They can't. And they'll they, never take the Jets. I know. No but way. here's my argument for it. New York already has a team. They can uh, let one go. We can great. let Jacksonville have the only thing Jacksonville has, which is the Jaguars. It's three teams in New York. You forgot the Bills. But, I mean, that's New York. That's New York State. I'm talking about New yes. York City. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, um, exactly. I think the, the I'm sure they'll end up calling them like the British Bulldogs or, you know, it'll be something That's like that. That's a good one. But I actually my favorite name for it would be 
And it's it's sort of like how it's sort of like a Utah Jazz thing. It would be London calling. That's a good one. I'll give you that one. I like that. They one. could have a they could have like phone booths, the red phone booths on the sideline. Exactly. They could call like the the quarterback has to go into the quarterback <laughs> has to go into the red phone booth to call his offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be uh, the re- fucking great. That would be the replay booth. Remember yeah. they used to, the that would be the replay booth. booth. There is just yeah. in a fucking phone box. Phone booth. It could look like the Doctor Who one though. Yeah. <laughs> There's no Gatorade. You just drink. You just drink hot dirt water when you're thirsty. <laughs> <Just> drink tea. <laughs> Here's some hot tea to quench your thirst. That'd be interesting to live there, though, if you were a player. Oh, it'd be think? great. It'd be great, be great if you were a player. Yeah, yeah absolutely. For sure. I, I would I would have to think that would be a sought-after destination. Have you guys been to London? That place sucks. No. I lived in London. I love London. Oh, well, you like Seattle, too. Yeah. Well, look, here's London. I will, I will give you this. London is a city that if you only visit it for five days, you're probably not going to like it. You have to live there to actually sort of experience it. If you're just doing the touristy shit, to be honest with you, it's the same thing with LA. People go to LA and they just fucking walk around Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. And then that's all they think LA is. And that's bullshit. And when, you know, when I lived there, we don't fucking go there. You don't fucking go there. No, nope. that place sucks. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to eat. It's terrible. You gotta, you gotta go with a person that lives there. You gotta go with a local. London's, London's fucking fun. I also kind of like the, the London Bobbies. Would <laughs> work for me too. Can I pick my team? Yeah. All right. So I'm going with the team with the worst owner, the worst field, the worst team name. Washington. Washington has got to go. Yeah. Like the NFL would be fine with it. Like just get out of that's a good brand. Yeah. Get out of here. They're the ironic thing that I was thinking about when, when I picked Washington is their closest team is Baltimore Ravens, which is like the best managed football team of the last 20 years. I mean, I guess you could say the Patriots, but they've run into Mm -hmm. their own problems. Mm -hmm. Washington's got to go. They could be called the London American football team. Not bad. You shouldn't call them London. You should call it British. They should be called the British, British American, American football, football team. <laughs> the British American football team. That's 100% what they should be called. Oh, the British American football team. <laughs> the great British American football team. Yeah, the great British American football team. That's going to make me throw up. Do people even it's like good. it there? Like they... People go to the games, right? They're usually pretty crowded. They yeah, seem crowded, to, yeah. but I kind of get the feeling that it's just Americans yeah. traveling to London as an Yeah, excuse. me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the locals fucking hate it because it's just probably, probably a bunch of people from Jacksonville every time roll in. <laughs> get a timeshare there. Jeez. I wonder if, like, football fans in London are as annoying as soccer fans are in the U.S. Like, when people are like, oh, yeah, Man, you and Arsenal are playing yeah. at Cowboys <laughs> Stadium. Like, let's go. You've been invited to that? Dude, I went to a game with you there. You that invited was, him. That was to observe. <laughs> that was to observe producing a soccer game. Yeah. 
We watched Lionel Messi play. <laughs> we did. FC Barcelona. I don't even remember the, who was playing. I don't remember who was playing. People, it's it's hilarious. It was an MLS Ken, game. Ken and I don't give a shit, and people would <laughs> people would pay like five hundred thousand dollars. We were standing literally behind the goal in Cowboy Stadium watching Lionel Messi, and we're like, hey, "This is boring as shit." Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I would have been pumped. We're next that. to like we're next to like six make a wish kids and Ken and I are like let's get out of here. Yeah, like, <laughs> how do we wish ourselves out? Of here? Where hey, where are we going for beers afterwards? <laughs> I think we went to Applebee's. I think we did. <laughs> Always a solid choice. We have a choice. There's not a lot in Arlington. Yeah, look, hey, you got melted cheese on some shrimp. It worked out. It was it was amazing. Microwave hey, national everything. national melted cheese on shrimp day was that day, so we had to go. <laughs> All right. If you've got a topic That's or question good. you'd like us to consider for a future episode, please email fullblowncoverage at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms at fullblowncvg. Drew, Ken, any closing comments before we sign off? Oh, happy Halloween, guys. What you, I'm, I'm going to be a carrot for Halloween. What are you guys going to be? <laughs> I'm going as a pirate Sunday night in some form or oh, fashion. Did you, get, did you get our friend Ben Hogg's uh, pirate costume? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my final word, me and Drew were at our friend's house on Halloween the first year we lived in Austin. And he's like, Drew, I have some things for you to wear. Like it had like a bin of Halloween costumes. And, and costume apparel. I'm like, dude, you have a bin of host- costume apparel? And he's like, dude, I got two more in the closet. <laughs> I'm like, three bins. I, I had nothing. I don't even. I don't even think I went as anything. I'm uh, I'm dressing up as the front man from Squid Game. Oh, that's good. Just so I can stare uh, through the window at the hardware store all night and sporties. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I have to go as a pirate because they're having a pirate themed trick or treating Sunday night. So. With my daughter. Ken, did you watch Ken? Did you watch Squid Game? I watched it for like 10 minutes and I turned it off. I, I'm surprised you did. There's subtitles. You love I subtitles. Uh, this is this is another thing that's gonna make me just blind furious because he didn't watch the subtitles. He watched, I watched it with the dub. dubbed version. Uh, which just <laughs> is infuriating on a level we can't get into. Uh, that's all we've got for today's episode. Uh, Tune in next <laughs> week for more full-blown coverage. Full blown. Full blown. Full blown. <laughs>